Hi, welcome to Kinship. We're four church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. I'm here with Kelly, Bethany, and Pam, and today we're talking about modesty. Ready, girls? Maybe. Ready. Okay. <laughs> what have you been reading, whether it be scripture, any books, anything that you want to share with us? Kelly. Well, I finished my book that I told you guys about last yes. week. Yes. What so. is the name of the book? It's called Song of a Lioness. That's the series name, and the okay. different books have different names. Okay. And then I am reading in Acts and Ezra, because that's the reading plan nice. for January. Okay. Bethany? I've been reading Joshua, which was really boring today. <laughs> it was like all the divisions of the land. Uh-huh. And I was like, Lord, how can... Yeah, I know this is good, but I don't know why. But I've also been reading 1984. Mm, you mentioned that. Which is my first time reading it. Yeah. Have you guys read it? Yes. No. no. Have you heard of it? No. It's like written in the 19. 19- 40s about post it's just like future what would the future look oh. like in 1984 uh-huh. but it was written oh. in the 1940s yeah so what so they what thought the 80s thought it, yes but like in a novel you okay. know so obviously it's, it's intense yeah i'm reading jude or i'm going through the bible and trying to spend 30 minutes a day just rewriting passages to be more thorough or thoughtful with what god is trying to tell me mm. through his word about himself about myself i love that idea it's been really good to know that the lord protects us from falling right yeah. if we are his right mm. yeah i've been reading second timothy and psalms and that's been really fruitful and helpful because i've been doing the swedish method mm. and doing also for the love of god reading d.a carson's little devotional thing mm. and i'm just a fan of that devotional also i've been reading this book for like two years but my goal is to like finish <laughs> it with, within this month um, which is a, a biography of john adams and mm. it's a really good book especially again if you're a hamilton because <laughs> he mentions hamilton in there so you're like oh okay you get another side of his character but i really enjoy it and the author actually wrote John MacArthur's biography so that's what I've been reading okay so today we're talking about modesty and I just wanted to read first Timothy 2 8 through 10 therefore I want the men in every place to pray lifting up holy hands without anger or argument also the women are to dress themselves in modest clothing with decency and good sense not with elaborate hairstyles gold pearls or expensive apparel but with good works as is proper for women who profess to worship God so here we have first Timothy Paul is talking to Timothy and he's addressing the men and women within the church so with modesty when we talk about modesty obviously there is some sense yes we are talking about attire but that can get the spotlight when in reality it should be the heart correct yeah so there was an article that i read on desiring god and she put it this way and i'll put it up on the show notes but she said modesty is the offspring of humility Mm. so if you can tease that out what does she mean by that especially looking at first timothy what is the connection there between humility and modesty Mm. that you can make well i think personally like when i dress i could dress to want to draw attention to myself Mm -hmm. which is you know a temptation definitely for me yeah and when I'm dressing I'm thinking like what will other people think about me Mm -hmm. when they see this you know and that's so prideful because it's all about me right um whereas when we are dressing we should be we shouldn't have that focus of me myself Mm -hmm. and I right it should be god-centered right you know and so dressing immodestly is the outward demonstration of a a prideful heart that just wants Mm -hmm. attention drawn to itself right so in that sense would any outfit 
that drew attention be immodest? Yeah, I mean, for the wrong reason, I would say yes. Like if it was pushing someone to lust or anything like that? Are you saying like even a ridiculous costume that people no, would I'm look saying, at? Like if I got a new dress that mm-hmm. I would say was modest mm-hmm. in a in a non-causing people to lust way. Right. Mm-hmm. That, as it, best you could yeah. tell. As best right. I could tell, mm-hmm. yeah, with me and my husband's standards. Right. But I really mm-hmm. liked how I looked in it, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't in, like in my, I guess, inappropriate. Would it still be immodest? to feel like I like the dress I'm wearing. I don't think so. I mean, I'm confused. No, I guess like going back to what Bethany's saying is if you're excited to put it on on Sunday because you want everyone to look at you, Mm -hmm. then that's a little bit different. That can be, sure, you could dress appropriate, but are you really modest? Like, are you really putting on that like sense of humility where I want to go to church and I just want to serve and sure, no one could pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. Like that, who cares about right. that? It's like, I just want to be an arrow that points to Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just say with like the whole dress thing is thinking of modesty of the heart mm-hmm. first. I think, I mean, I just learned that like right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Preach it, Pam. Preach it. <laughs> Like, thinking about, oh, if I want to look cute, am I being immodest? Mm. But I also learned this past year that I can look nice, but for God's glory. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's not not because I want to bring glory on myself. Why not? (laughs) And I think even going back to the Old Testament, like, when you see the priests, like, they're dressed a certain way. It made them feel a certain way. And it's true. Like, when you put on a dress or something that you like, it makes you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so is that wrong? Because that dress that you like makes you feel nice. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's wrong. You know, because there is something about the way you dress that's okay, which even going back, tying it to the gospel, like there's something about even Christ, like when you put on Christ, Mm. you feel a certain way, like you feel empowered by the Holy Spirit. But I know that's more spiritual realm stuff. But I mean, even with clothing, you could still even I've never I haven't done this in a long time or even I don't even know if I've ever done this. (laughs) But like even praying as you're dressing, you know, like God use yeah, me yeah. Um, right and help me not to think of my attire as something to put much worth in mm-hmm. you know but i haven't done that i think i'll i'll start doing that new year's resolution so. <laughs> <laughs> well pam you said you also used to dro- dress like a hobo right yes because in the beginning you, of the year uh-huh. and like i thought after you said that i was like maybe that's a good idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no because it is hard sometimes when you dress nice not to be thinking yeah oh, at least for me uh-huh. like what are other people like do they like my outfit do they think it's cute right, right. Mm-hmm. but um that also isn't tackling the heart issue right. which i think we talked about mm-hmm. like if you are yeah. dressing like a hobo your heart still might not be in the right, right. place right. too right because it isn't just an external issue right yeah right. and if you look at even weddings like the the bride adorning herself mm-hmm. a certain yeah. way um and it's right that she does that and for the groom as well mm-hmm. so i mean there is a certain aspect of you dressing in order to be used by god Mm-hmm. Not saying the hobo can't over here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just add to with First Peter? Yes. I used to have mm. this um, written on a flashcard on my mirror, mm-hmm. but then it's like the white noise, you know, that you just oh, like, don't uh-huh. see it anymore. Yeah. But it was good for like maybe the first week. Right. <laughs> but it's talking about don't let your adorning be external, the braiding of your hair, mm-hmm. putting on gold jewelry, the clothing you wear, so we can't braid our hair. <laughs> <laughs> but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart. So it's that hidden, like yeah. that's what the issue is. Yeah. Yes, hidden person of your heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that word precious always stood out to me because I think that's what women want yeah. when they yeah. dress. They want to be cherished. Right. 
but uh-huh. it's the wrong people that they want to mm-hmm. cherish them right. they want yeah. that guy to think that they're precious mm-hmm. like when i think of that word it like makes me warm you know like, right. and i think god knows that like he made us that way right mm-hmm. and he says this is how this is what makes me see you as precious right mm-hmm. right is not the braiding of the hair right you know it's that beauty that doesn't fade yeah the gentle mm-hmm. and quiet spirit yeah. yeah which i think is so hard for women to have mm-hmm. for me you know yeah we're always up and down yeah but when we have that gentle and quiet spirit that's what god sees as precious right mm-hmm. yeah and praise god for husbands because god can use our husbands to give us that certain value yeah. you know if you're mm-hmm. single like obviously you still have value um but the fact that it, when you're married you do have that husband to give you that reminder of your worth mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. is really neat because there's times where pj will in his head think like oh i need to tell her she looks nice and mm. you know then he'll tell me later and i'll be like oh that's really sweet you know yeah. and it's going back like what you're saying like precious and mm-hmm. you know the fact that my husband thinks i have value and that's pointing me to christ you right. know like yeah. thank you god for this husband who does value me mm-hmm. so always going back to christ you know even in the midst of attire and dressing and other things yeah, yeah. okay well, it's obvious we've already talked about this, but <laughs> modesty is more than attire. So wait, so we said it was a heart issue. Mm-hmm. So that could come out in attire. What other ways could it come out in? Like mm. words, personality, actions, like what are other mm. forms of flirtatiousness? Yeah, oh. flirtatiousness. That's a good one. Because I still think you could be modest, but still have a heart of not being humble mm-hmm. as you're at church or as you're at work or even at home. Yeah. So going back to First Timothy, when he talks about um, when he's talking to women, how are they to dress modest in clothing with decency and good sense? And then it goes on to but with good works as is proper for women who professed to worship God. So, I mean, we talked about this during our goals, but walking through the good works that God has given you. So putting your heart and your mind on that as opposed to just how you look or what people think about you. Mm Because I think at the end of the day, it's more of a pride issue than Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Because you want to be looked at a certain way and you Mm -hmm. want to be valued a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's like, even Pam talked about, like your value has to be in Christ, your identity, that you're you're his daughter, as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like well i look good so Mm -hmm. give me value for that and that would go into like modesty and language or ways you speech that draw attention or crassness or Mm. crudeness or right because and well i guess i'm going to jump ahead a little bit but when new believers come and maybe you've all felt this but when there's a new believer and they dress a certain way i don't want to start addressing how they Mm. like fix themselves Mm -hmm. you know outwardly outwardly because she's going to misunderstand the gospel like Mm -hmm. i need to fix myself outwardly in order to be accepted in Christ Mm -hmm. so the struggle I have is like you need to shut up Francis like you need to just love her and encourage her and Mm -hmm. it'll eventually get there where that topic does come up but even then it's like not even high on the list of things to talk about and earlier in our marriage I always struggled with that like if I saw a woman who was immodest and Mm -hmm. then my husband had to go and talk to her or share the gospel like the first thing I'm thinking is tell her not to dress like that if she's mm-hmm. going to be coming to church yeah. but it's like whoa that's not even the issue here mm-hmm, <laughs> you know yeah. so i had to fix my heart and understand like this is someone who wants to understand who christ is like mm-hmm. why would i you know blur the lines for her yeah. in that way you know um so i don't know if that answers your question kelly okay can men struggle with modesty yeah i think so i think so too 
right? Because we're talking if it's more than just a tire. I mean, I guess if we're talking about humble heart, mm-hmm. anyone can struggle with that. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess in, a- in any area of pride. Right. Even um, if we're specifically talking about a tire, I yeah. think guys can dress in a way that is meant to draw attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not just limited to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think typically it is more of an issue with women. Yeah. I would yeah. say. Yeah. I think that's where I would probably differ and say that they might even struggle with it the exact same way i mean they might struggle with it the same way we do but it looks a little different but like but still for affirmation yeah Yeah. it's that affirmation of wanting to be affirmed Mm. outside of christ yeah you know so even our own husbands like you know bless their heart they're awesome men but you could even see it in our hubbies and Mm -hmm. they could see it in us where we Mm -hmm. try to get that approval from them and them alone as opposed to like in Christ, you know, point me to Christ, you right. know. So, yeah, I would say they struggle with modesty. Yeah. Um, can I ask a question? Yes. About what you were talking about earlier about getting that approval from our husbands. Yeah. How is that okay mm-hmm. if it's not Christ? Could that be idolizing our husbands? Mm-hmm. Or why is it good to seek approval from our husbands? Yeah. Like, how do you receive that yeah. with the right heart? I mean, with any kind of idolatry, if it stops at your husband, then that's where the idolatry comes in but if you're like trying to woo your husband Mm. with what you're wearing or whatever (laughs) and but ultimately because like god has blessed you like it's just a matter of who you're thankful for really Mm. like where does it stop your thankfulness does it stop at your Mm -hmm. husband or does it stop at god yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think what pam said earlier i think when we first talked about it was like where do you find your value Mm -hmm. it's like if you're finding your value in god then even the way that you love your husband or take his praise yeah is naturally going to be like praise god Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. if you find your value in him which I mean I know I struggle with that too mm-hmm. like trying yeah. to impress Paul but like yeah. I'm like I'm loved by God yeah. he gave me this husband to the love from my husband as a gift from God then it's like you're receiving it from God anyway because right. it's a gift mm-hmm. from right. him yeah. yeah I think even when you don't receive the praise from your husband how do, how do you mm-hmm. react yeah. because if it's a heart of anger or discouragement mm-hmm. then that could be a, a flag of yeah. where like are you idolizing your husband or is it more of yeah he didn't say I look nice but move on you know or is it he yeah. didn't say I look nice mm-hmm. like what I is going on I put this dress on a minute ago and he still right. I struggle with that like all the time <laughs> <laughs> tell me I look cute <laughs> I just tell him I say babe I showered today <laughs> yeah so I guess it depends on how you react when you don't get the approval yeah that's mm-hmm. helpful yeah right mm-hmm. okay and your church family how do you address just clothing I know modesty is more than that we just talked about that but mm-hmm. how do you address it in the church family do you have any stories any encouragements with that i didn't even know i was rebuking Mm. my friend we were in a predicament where she was looking for a bikini she wasn't yet married at the time and i was trying to say like you want to save as much of you know your goods for your husband Mm. and so if we're like out and other men could possibly be lusting after you like you want to try to prevent whosoever's eyes Mm -hmm. are on you or women Mm -hmm. whoever is tempted to look yeah i was just like telling her what what was on your heart yeah i mean of course she didn't take it that way not because she she wasn't trying to protect her sin i felt Mm -hmm. she was Mm -hmm. like genuinely like she'd never thought about it yeah i was just like i'm i'm fine like this is what i've always known Mm -hmm. and just maybe exposing her to the realities of sin Mm -hmm. and lust Mm -hmm. so that she could have that part of her for her husband and her husband only right and i didn't even know it was something encouraging to her until you guys told me (laughs) like i don't know that's just those are our conversations yeah even if you look at the magazines 
on the newsstands, you're watching TV, there is a money-making business behind showing more. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, you all you have to think that way because it's all over. Like yeah. it's on TV, it's on movies. So I mean, I would definitely encourage the mature Christians to think of it in that light that the world is trying to push something. There's mm-hmm. an agenda behind that. And maybe it's not explicitly, you know, sex trafficking, you know, but there is Satan is working in there. Like the culture definitely wants you to become numb to what they're trying to push, like their agenda of sex sells, you know. So, I mean, you do have to understand that it does like you have to think about what you're wearing in one sense because the world is pushing in that direction of your value is found in your skin, like what yeah. you show and how good you look and how thin you are. So have you had instances where you had to rebuke as well? And what did that look like? Yes, I have had those conversations of um, talking to mature Christians about mm-hmm. their dress because there was a cause of lust in the way they mm-hmm. dress, not just necessarily with me, but even it's helpful when and PJ even like thinks about it and says like oh maybe you should have that conversation but it's definitely not coming from a self-righteous like girl cover up it's mm-hmm. not that well one and the reason I say that is because I struggled with that mm-hmm. early on as mm-hmm. as a new believer I didn't know that I should not dress that way mm-hmm. not because I was trying to earn my salvation but because I'm trying to think of just other brothers in mm-hmm. Christ right. and even value my own identity in Christ right. like that that's top priority because if you understand your identity in Christ, a lot of things are going to flow naturally from that. So yeah, I just didn't know sort of like what you said with your friend Mm -hmm. started lights started turning on. And in my head, I'm like, how come no one ever talked to me about this? You know, Mm -hmm. how come I've never heard about this? Mm -hmm. And so as I heard other Christians talk about it, it was helpful for me to just think about what I'm wearing and what is that communicating to Christ ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's more, it was definitely more of look at me because Mm -hmm. I would get certain comments in high school and stuff like that and so I just brought that into my Christian walk Mm -hmm. not knowing like there's a difference here so yes I've had conversations with different women and I mean majority of them have gone so well Mm -hmm. where a lot of it too is like I didn't know yeah you know Mm -hmm. and it's really neat to see God working in them because it was literally like just and you sense their humility Mm -hmm. which is really what we're talking about when you talk about modesty it's like that sense of humility So even for the woman that I was talking to, like she was just like, oh my goodness, like I never even thought about that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just really neat to see God working in her where she already had a teachable heart Mm -hmm. and praise God for her. And then she ended up just figuring out like, you know, with her husband, like how to dress um, in a way that honors God. Mm. That's interesting that immodesty sometimes might not be a heart issue. Yeah. In the sense that it's just ignorance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or like a blind spots. Oh yeah, blind, yeah. blind spot. spots. Yeah. yeah. Because our culture just inundates you with this is what you have to wear. Right. And it's just like you, this is the air you breathe. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you wear. Everyone wears it, you know? Yeah. yeah. How do you judge when it's time to talk to someone about immodesty? Like how do you judge someone's outfit to be immodest? Because it seems to me like people, like even Christians have different standards of yeah. what is and isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, is there an absolute? Is mm-hmm. it up to person's discretion? How do you judge? I think what's been helpful for PJ and I is if PJ as a man sees another man's wife that maybe could be cause for lust for other men like he'll he'll include the husband like he'll talk mm-hmm. to the husband and say hey brother like have you thought about this this and this that's happened a few times where they talk and then the husband goes and like basically disciples his wife 
through that. So I, I always prefer that. Yeah. And I think that's really neat because you get to see the husband come in and disciple his wife mm-hmm. with that in mind, like a humility and dressing in a way that honors Christ. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he still has to disciple her because if it's just the attire, then you still want to get to the heart if there's any heart issues because she could just be doing it because like my husband said, but there really has to be like a heart change. Yeah. And the husband has front row seats to that yeah. than any of us do, you know? So I think that's pretty neat when the husbands do that. Got it. I don't know if that makes It's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask it more clear. Yeah. What's immodest and what isn't? I think it is hard as a girl to answer that question. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. you've had those conversations with your husband. Because I know for me, like I was in the same boat mm-hmm. as those ladies you were talking about. And I wouldn't say, I mean, from my perspective that I was dressing really immodestly. Yeah. But there were things that I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. Right. Like jeans mm-hmm. that could cause, you know, a guy to lust, you right. know, just wearing a pair of jeans. Right. So for me, it was really helpful to have conversations with Chris. So I recognize, I mean, I think there is no black and white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be talking to your husband. Yeah. Or if you're not married, maybe your dad or yeah. your brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because um, I think as a girl you could be unaware of what guys are thinking right. about it That's and true. I don't think there's a black and white and I think maybe it might be the context that you're in Yeah. because mm-hmm. I know some cultures even differ on that mm-hmm. so I think I'm trying to think too because I've never had to address someone or even yeah. mm-hmm. I mean maybe I should have but I haven't been in that situation before yeah. but I would think I would have to talk to guys first Yeah. Mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm still learning mm-hmm. what it is to dress modestly because I was unaware of a lot of different things too yeah yeah that's helpful talking to your husband because yeah. there's times where I'm wearing something and PJ's like mm, like I could tell he's hesitant mm-hmm. and so it just clicks like he's thinking something mm-hmm. and yeah. then I either do something where it changes it or whatever and he'll be like okay that's way better <laughs> and then he'll say like yeah I just don't want it to be where people have to guess I guess I'll give an example there was like a lace shirt and I was wearing a uh, nude tank top mm-hmm. so for him it was like ah like I sort of have to guess if you're wearing something under or not. Okay. And at first, I didn't want him to say that because yeah. I was like, I already am dressed and yeah. I feel this is fine. I know what I'm wearing. I know that I'm not showing anything. Mm-hmm. There was a part of my heart that was like, oh, like, okay, here we go. He's hesitant. <laughs> but I'm glad he did it because then I ended up changing and then, you know, ended up being where there's a, like a stark contrast under mm-hmm. the lace shirt. And so it's like, it's clear, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she's wearing something under, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was thankful for my husband, even though it, at first it was a little bit like irritating because I was like I have to change you know but I was thankful that he knew what men think because in one sense I don't know Mm -hmm. you know so to answer your question like what is modest and what's not I would lean on my husband Mm -hmm. on the husband to have that line drawn and yeah maybe and I've seen this where some husbands they don't care yeah you can wear whatever you want and they're good with it so in that case like how would you ladies discern like or encourage or discourage like your sister and your church who at least from your eyes and maybe even your husband's eyes because I think you could talk to him about it what do you do in that situation yeah I would think it was a couple Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know though if that would be the weird to have like your husband there Mm -hmm. telling her so I don't know actually no I think maybe if like the husbands did talk maybe just separately there you go yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that could be helpful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is just super
super tricky. It yeah. is. Because I love me some black and whites. I know. Right? <laughs> That's true. When I was an RA, I had to dress code people all the time. Really? So there was like certain things I could look for. Okay. Yeah. That like things that I thought were totally normal because I'd wear them in the summer. Right. Could lead Possibly. anyway at the right. same time because I was really inexperienced with normal clothes. Right, right. So that was also different too. Mm-hmm. One of the things me and Paul talk about is like length of um, tank top or mm-hmm. like the width of straps. Mm-hmm. I had right. no idea spaghetti straps would look underwear-ish, mm. I guess, in a sense is how he explained it to me. And I disagreed with him for a long time because I'm like, in the summers, I'd wear camisoles all the time and I was cool and I know who I am. Right. I don't know. I feel skimpy or right, you know right, what I mean? Right. But that's his thing. But I've talked to other husbands who disagree. So it's kind of like, yeah. it messes me up that it can be relative. Like it I wish there was be. a line. Right. Yeah. So I guess in that regard, like let's say spaghetti straps. Sure. Your husband thinks it's fine, but yet other guys question it. Yeah. So in that sense, what would happen? What would you guys encourage the sister out there with? I think that it's helpful to have a majority of brothers speaking into like speaking about it because there's always going to be one guy I feel like who thinks one thing mm-hmm. is immodest yeah. and like I think about even like in Islamic countries where mm-hmm. it's an Islam- it's immodest to like show your face right so um i feel like you can't please everyone yeah Mm -hmm. that's just the reality Mm -hmm. but if you have like a heart posture that wants to be modest and wants to love your brothers right and you're trying to dress in a way that's helpful for them but realizing that you can't make every single person happy right yeah maybe it's not black and white yeah okay so follow-up question kind of related but kind of not so body type for certain women totally impacts how things look on them Mm -hmm. Modestly, yes. like shape, like if you've got a bigger bust, like lower shirts probably make you a lot more lustful thoughts than like say someone without that could right. wear a lower mm-hmm. shirt and not draw that response as much. Right. So like, are we holding them to the same standard there? Is there leeway for different body types? I would say leeway for different body types, but yes, yeah. From talking to different men too, mm-hmm. and my husband, like there are certain things that I can't wear mm-hmm. that other people, it's fine for them to wear. Right. Because mm-hmm. of my body type. Yeah. yeah. It's just clothes accentuate certain things sometimes. Uh-huh. Right. I agree, but I've always kind of wondered that, especially with modesty, because I just like, me and my sister have two completely different body types, and yeah. they're like shirts I could wear that she would look completely different in, right. or like mm-hmm. she's shorter, whereas I'm taller, so like shorts look different. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just holding two different women to the same standard, like it kind of brings it back to the heart issue. Right. Of yeah. like just where what's your heart and what's your intent. Yeah. yeah. Piggybacking off of that, different topic. Mm-hmm. I was thinking too, there's probably some girls out there who are thinking, well, my heart it's okay right so it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. i wear i'm okay with it mm-hmm. i'm i'm dressing for me right so what's the big deal right and i was just thinking and this is where it's been so helpful to talk to chris is it's not just about you either right yeah. it's not just about your heart mm-hmm. it's about your brothers right. too mm-hmm. it's going back to cain and abel like am i my brother's keeper like yeah. am i supposed yes. to be oh, okay. aware okay. of their sin yeah. and what they struggle with right and i mean in a church body that's exactly what the answer is yes like right. I am supposed to be as best I could be in tune with my brothers and sisters and possibly their struggles. Right. I really did not care until I was married. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Like, right. But like now that I have a husband that I want to protect and like want to help. Right. It's like I notice things more now. Yeah. And it makes right. me kind of sad for the girls too at the same time. Yeah. Because then maybe they don't know. Maybe they're like me and they don't know that that it's that easy. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Just I think realizing how big of a uh, issue lust is yeah. for guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 
like if you're a single girl out there Mm -hmm. you know just be aware that this is a big issue you know and it's really hard for a lot of guys Mm -hmm. yeah and like I was just talking to Chris earlier Mm -hmm. and we were talking about different conversations that we've had about like where he's made me change my clothes yeah yeah, yeah. all mad right and annoyed and he was just like we just want to be a blessing for those brothers and it would be so much easier for Mm -hmm. us if guys just he said this it would be so much easier for us if girls dressed modestly now that's not to blame the girls right right but it does help Mm -hmm. it does help Mm -hmm. and that should be our heart is to want to help them right Right. okay we'll end on this thought i guess all this talk about modesty and attire you could look at it from a view of then are you a sex object is Mm -hmm. that all you're at the core of it if you're trying to protect other men in the church like are you putting an identity on you that equals you being a sex object like what are your thoughts on that like are you a sex object i mean you're not an object you're created in god's image right so i think any train of thought that leads you to simplify that Mm -hmm. to one aspect of humanity such as just a sexual object right that's wrong if you're limited to just a i know your profession that's wrong so i think on that hand you're just simplifying something god made to be complex right but also i would look at it as like you're actually you're doing it because you're more than a sex object right you know go the other way like you're doing it to protect the rest of your humanity so that they people who would lust would now see you as the image of god not get caught in lustful sin and Mm -hmm. right so yeah i hope people don't get caught in that train of thought right would be sad right yeah i would also say that yes i believe everything that kelly just Mm -hmm. said but we could be placing the identity of being a sex object if we were to be immodest Mm -hmm. and knowingly wanting to get that attention that sexual attention from others yeah so i would say no we're not sex objects but we could be inadvertently placing that identity on ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're seeking sexual attention yeah Mm -hmm. anything bethany just be aware that god created us as sexual beings Mm -hmm. that is a category and if you're unaware of that then um just know that a lot of guys and girls do struggle with that Mm -hmm. right and so that's not to dehumanize who you are right but just recognize that that is a sin issue and that guys do struggle with that right Mm -hmm. definitely i would agree with bethany because that's something that people struggle with is Mm -hmm. looking at people as a sex object you could look at just sex trafficking in general Mm -hmm. that's exactly how they're looking at people so and that can infiltrate the church as well like looking at brothers and sisters as sex objects and Mm -hmm. you don't want to play into that like that's what satan wants us to to think and believe and going back to kelly like we are complex it's not Mm -hmm. just we're that but unfortunately brothers and sisters struggle with that like maybe you might not but your brother might your sister might within the church within the local body so being sensitive to that as well and not playing into what satan's trying to do Mm -hmm. with the church Mm -hmm. any final thoughts that's the final thought if you have any questions of if you're being immodest i would encourage you to talk to other sisters Mm -hmm. at your church i think that's what's been most helpful for me to hear from other women even their arguments with their husbands Mm -hmm. because then it's like oh like i don't want anybody to be lusting after me like i love my sisters in christ and i love my brothers in christ and i would hate for that to happen yeah final thoughts kelly bethany i would say if you do get confronted on being immodest which i have from my husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) pray to the lord that he would give you a humble heart because you know that he would give you the ability to um want to please him and want to protect other people Mm -hmm. right um because that's what we're getting at like that's been so helpful for me hearing you all all you it's like not just the external you know it's your heart Mm -hmm. so pray that he would give you that ability to receive it right and change your heart yeah Yeah. kind of going back to like we started with 
scripture yeah. and how it's 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 a command from God. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of just remembering that. Because I know for me, it's not so much I resent Paul when it happens, but mm-hmm. I kind of resent God in the sense of like, why? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to worry about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get like jealous of like non-Christians because mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about right. that. Like, why yeah. should they? But just remember like, God is good. Mm-hmm. He's telling us to do a good thing. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't like enjoy it the moment, but be thankful for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In our home, it's important to talk about modesty at a young age. Um, and I would encourage all homes, but specifically for us, we do try to teach um, our kids at a very young age what modesty is about. And um, yeah, we do talk about the clothing. And so our kids have become sensitive <laughs> to that. And the reason that ha- started was because we were living in LA and there was billboards up Mm. and in LA um, there's a certain company that's very um, racy in their ads and not so much out here in the suburbs but Mm. out in where the location we were living in it was very like um, out there yeah so our kids just were asking questions and Mm. so it really set us on a good path of talking about modesty and sexuality at a young age because my son's asking questions he was the older one Mm. and now it's been really helpful because even the kids will remind me like hey mommy you know is that modest you Mm. know and there's some things like hey I'll wear this in the house but I'm not going out this way Uh you know and so they do have a category of like well mom's in the house you know but yeah I'm just thankful that the kids are sensitive to it not because I want them to grow up being legalistic and that's something we work with hand like at the same time as Mm -hmm. we talk about sexuality and modesty we also have to talk about legalism Mm -hmm. because you don't want them to grow up thinking like well outward appearance is all that it is it's like no there's a heart you know disposition as well so I would encourage mom dads out there to start having those conversations at a young age because now when you go to the movie theater or you're at the grocery store it's in their face and they they need categories they need to know what to place and how to place things and as believers we're to train up our children in the lord and that's something that you do need to address because i mean it's rampant yeah so before things like that capture your child start already addressing it because things can capture kids and make Mm -hmm. it think like oh this is beautiful this is where i get my worth and it's like that's not how you get your worth you know so that is all thank you again for listening to um kinship please email us if you have any questions if you want to help us in any way (laughs) please email us at kinshippodcast at gmail.com and thank you again to our husbands for letting us record to paul to chris to aaron and pj thank you to pam for editing she's awesome thank you to aaron for always being so helpful to this podcast yes we are fans of aaron (laughs) if you heard anything that was helpful please share and if there's any encouragement please review us on itunes Mm -hmm. leave us a review and thank you again for listening bye bye Bye.